Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable. And you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting five nights a week on GroundZero.Radio, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde and Ground Zero. Those of you coming over from Clyde, I'd like to welcome you to the show. If you're listening in the archive after the show, 
No matter where you're listening around the world, thank you so much for choosing The Secret Teachings this morning, this afternoon, tonight, wherever you may reside. A big show tonight, Harold Kautz joins us from Germany to talk about black goo. But before we can get to that, I want to direct your attention to our email, rdgable at yahoo.com. If you'd like to contact us, social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, Twitter, TST underscore underscore radio. And my new book, Liberty Shrugged, is available only at thesecretteachings.info. You can buy that book or my other books like Occult Arcana. I don't promote it enough, but it's a massive compilation of occult and esoteric material, mythology, archetypes. Anything you can think of is in that book in relation to magic and occultism. My other book, The Technological Elixir, you can find a section on black goo, the music industry, UFOs and UFO cults, artificial intelligence, and much more. Those books are all available, again, at thesecretteachings.info. If you buy a book, which a lot of people have been doing recently, and when you subscribe to our archive, you keep us on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week. So anybody who subscribed or bought a book, thank you so much. You sincerely are the only thing that keeps us on air financially speaking, and energetically speaking. The kind words, the emails, the messages I get, it really encourages me to do what I do to produce the show, host the show, and to bring you the content we bring you five nights a week. If you do subscribe, you'll also get a copy digitally of each of those books. So the subscription is a very good deal for the cost, weekly, monthly, or yearly, which is the best deal. www.thesecretteachings.info As I said, Harold Kautz will be joining us on the show here in just a moment to talk about black goo. A lot of listeners have asked me recently because we've been discussing the music industry, Silicon Valley, and the symbolism and the archetype of black goo and possessive, diabolic, demonic-like forces. And this is a multi-faceted, multi-layered issue, a multi-layered subject. It's also very technical Scientifically speaking, I'm not an expert on that. Harold is. So Harold will bring you the technical aspects as well as some of the spiritual aspects about black goo. I sort of see myself and Harold, people are calling me the black goo guy, just like he's called the black goo guy over in Germany. Uh, We've had a lot of listeners in Italy and other places referred to the secret teachings, I guess, as the home of black goo. I'm not intending for that to be the case, but we talk about so much more, but uh, merging them together, you have my pop culture symbolic analysis, and then you have Harold's spiritual technological analysis, and they go together really well. Uh, Black goo is basically an innocuous symbol on our black mirror computer television and phone screens, and we've scried through these devices, and we've conjured something very real into our zeitgeist and into the lexicon. Invariably, The black substance is a byproduct of the insatiable obsession the entertainment industry in Silicon Valley have with all forms of power, that there are things perhaps working through their brains, through their bodies, to produce the things that we see in Hollywood and Silicon Valley, the music videos and the movies and TV shows where they depict black goo all the way to Silicon Valley, MIT, where they use black goo as a symbol of AI. They use the black cube, etc., as a symbol of worldly power and control. 
like the Borg from Star Trek. And we see that black goo is an actual thing. It's a real thing. Wired Magazine even published a story about it the other day. It's whatever you think, plus a little bit less and a little bit more. Tonight, Harold Kautz joins us all the way from Germany. Harold, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm basically fine. That is very good to hear. Very good to hear. Busy days. I'm having busy days too, my friend. Tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know. Who is Harold Kautz? And then take us into the mundaneness of black goo before we go into the explicit details later. Please. Um, Okay. I basically started my, my scientific career in geology, physics, math, then switched to media. Uh served a couple of years in the film industry. Um, And then it was kind of difficult to make feature films in Germany because some major uh, companies went bankrupt. So uh, I decided for my company to to swap into making documentaries instead. And that was back in 2001-2002. And my first bigger project was supposed to be on a free energy inventor. And this is kind of the occasion where physics had me back. So I skipped the film aspect and uh, spent about 10 years in basically um, visiting and cooperating and networking with all the different garage labs and developers in Europe who work on the topic of free energy. Then at the beginning, I was like one one of the first people in Germany talking about it in in public, about the possibilities. Uh, Then I became one of the first ones to warn that this is actually not working for different reasons, uh, the way people wish. The free energy. the free energy for, for spiritual purposes. It's like, uh, it's a concept that lives in abundance and we are living in a society based on scarcity. And if you introduce abundance into a system based on scarcity, you have a matter antimatter reaction. This is what I observed all the time. Startups simply imploded and everybody got jailed or killed or whatever because it can't work together. If you have abundance in a scarcity-based system, either the little island of abundance is imploding and then it's taking everyone with it, or if it's not imploding, the entire system is imploding would and you, everything goes into abundance. Would you call it artificial and, scarcity? It seems like we have an immense amount of resources, but it seems like the scarcity is synthetic. It's, it's a spiritual system. The scarcity is in the hearts. People believe they don't have enough, so they take everything they can grab. And this is how they create scarcity for everybody else. If you take it the other way around, if you have abundance in your heart, you can let go of things you don't need, and then everything is available in abundance. It's something fully created by belief. And the belief is we don't have enough. I see that makes sense. I need to take and grab things for me even if I just need it the next day or a year later or I need a bank account with 20 millions on it uh, to do whatever I don't know what Uh, and this is kind of um, like a self-fulfilling prophecy 
And all it needs is the decision uh, to change the fundamentals, and then you end up in a world of abundance. And it works on personal level, fine. It's it's not systemic, it's personal. Whoever manages to live abundance in his personal life is basically buried with abundance by the universe. That is so synchronistic considering I was having a conversation with my co-host Jack earlier this evening and we were talking about abundance and scarcity and we were discussing Mm -hmm. uh, how for him he's having a hard time getting a new job and he was telling me about how much money he needs to make and we were just having a discussion about how for me Mm -hmm. I don't I don't make a lot of money with this radio show but I always seem to for lack of a better way to say it be provided for by by listeners by the universe if you will and I live Mm -hmm. on just enough that I can get by and I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. And as a result, I, I do find abundance in, in everything, whether that's reading or the little, you know, the little tiny things, the food that I cook, I find abundance in all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but Ryan, we were still in the introduction <laughs> sidetrack. <laughs> true, true. So, so <laughs> from, from, from realizing that free energy is not the thing to do at the moment, I just utilized the field physics involved and switched to medicine mm-hmm. and to spirituality instead. And this automatically kind of was leading to discovering the transhumanist agenda. And this is actually what I've been doing since 2012, studying the various aspects of the transhuman agenda, how we are supposed to turn ourselves into biorobots, lose our souls, lose our emotional bodies, become 100% predictable and uh, programmable by the elites. And... um, Lots of things bind into that agenda, even if people don't know. COVID does, Black Goo does, many, many things do bind into that. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're going to share a couple of new findings today. Yes, we'll, we'll do that a little bit later on, maybe in the next segment. So, so that's yeah. Harold Counts. That's who you are. That's what you're doing now. So tell us, because a lot of people have begun to call me the Black Goo Guy, I've also heard people mm-hmm. refer to you as the black goo guy. So what exactly is black goo? Can you give us a mundane and a more complex spiritual, maybe technical mm-hmm. understanding of what it is? Because people have asked me so many questions. I have some answers. I, I just want mm-hmm. your perspective and, and, and listeners want your perspective mm-hmm. too. Okay. First of all, it is a definition that describes a substance that is it's looking similar to crude oil, but it has certain components in that are not typical for crude oil, like graphene nanotubes, for example, and uh, lots of um, M-state matter, monoatomic elements, and a couple of other things that allow the substance to electromagnetically self-organize. Um, and what it can do, it carries consciousness. So it's like, you could call it a liquid brain. And this is just the definition of the substance. If you look into where do I find this, then you find two completely different sources on this planet. One source is coming with a crude oil, coming from underground, 
uh, up concentrating in oil reservoirs, in water reservoirs, filling the ley line system of the planet. We have one type of black goo, and if you interact with the consciousness carried by it, you listen to a beautiful female, strict but loving voice that uh, basically could be described or, or named Gaia. So it is our planetary collective. So a planetary collective, planetary consciousness, like the lifeblood yeah. of the planet. Yeah, exactly. And she has much more attributes of a human spirit than we would guess. So communication is straightforward, eye level. And of course, she has lots of more wisdom than we do and is very strict in um, obeying cosmic laws and divine order. Um, but you can have a normal conversation. She speaks every language of the world and every language of every animal because she is the sum of everything in a way, like the mirror where there is no separation between beings. How, how is so this? all the beings I'm are sorry, in her. How is this communication taking place? Is this a meditative state? Is this a a technology? Uh, it can be straightforward forward telepathy, especially if you have like an external encounter with a substance. So then it is really telepathic. If you maintain your own chakra system in a in a decent way, then you have the um, uh, the base chakra channel open and the part of her spirit is flooding your system 24-7. So she has a presence in a human being if you allow her to be present in you. And then it's like a voice in the heart you can listen to. It could be your own voice. In my case, my voice is male, her voice is female. So for me, it's easy to distinguish one from the, the other. Also, the, the opportunities when she pops in with her consciousness are often related to I whatever. I see someone torturing an animal. And if I speak out against that act, it's very likely that it will be a her voice speaking through my heart and not my voice. Harold, are you a, are, by chance, are you a vegan? A vegetarian at the moment, vegetarian. not vegan yet. Okay. I was just, so. just curious because you bring up the animals. I know people ask me that all the time. I'm a, also yeah. plant-based myself for similar reasons. But So it's a planetary consciousness, and it is something that is can be described as the lifeblood of the planet. This is what we would archetypically define as, mm. as good. This is a positive, loving force. Yeah, yeah, put it that way. Um, on the other side, uh, mythologies are full of tales and stories that meteorites crashed down from the sky. And when people basically had a look at those stones coming down, uh, they were telepathically addressed by a voice that said, I can give you worldly power and I demand blood and fire sacrifice. And it's the same story all over the planet, whether it's Australia or South America or North America or Middle East or Romania. You have meteorites, you have a stone that contains a gooey substance. 
um, that you can extract from the stone if you grind it and mix it with egg white and then attach a magnet to the liquid then uh, the, the, the gooey stuff is attaching to the magnet and can be extracted so and it, it looks like earth type black goo it behaves like earth type black goo but the voice in it a it's a male voice not a female voice um, and I would characterize the spirit behind that voice as a completely traumatized, sociopathic, evil, cold, heartless. It's basically when you interact with it, uh, with your own bioenergetics, uh, all the chakras die except of three. You have like your brain, your mental abilities, very rude sexuality. And uh, something in the line of life force that comes with a lot of anger and uh, uncontrollable anger. This is kind of what's, what is still in this consciousness when relating to an, a living chakra system. And um, if you look at it historically, all black magic traditions, come out of those encounters with the meteorite material. All big world religions are based on those encounters. So, if the, you look at, so the Kaaba, for example? Yeah, there you do have one of those pieces of meteorite material. The Peter's Dome in Rome has one. The Queen of England is sitting on a throne made out of that black stone. So um, most of the powerful families, traditions, religions, everything that is connected to the concept of power actually thrives on the early encounters with that other black goo. And you can basically put one and one together. If it comes in as meteorite material, it's not from this planet. Mm -hmm. So it must be, because of the similarity to the Earth-type goo, it must be the goo of a different planet. And this is the, the real meaning of demiurge is non-incarnated planetary spirit. So, so the demiurge Satan is a non-incarnated planetary spirit that somehow managed to land here and attach to our biosphere. And this is what we call duality, having the choice between uh, our own loving collective and an alien, not so much loving collective. So to put things in, in very simplistic, uh, archetypical fashion, you have a loving, energetic uh, lifeblood on Earth, and then you have something that is coming from the heavens down to Earth. It's been here for a very long time. It demands sacrifice, war, blood, etc. It is that mm -hmm. psychotic. It is that um, evil. It is that... Uh, uh, diabolic force that we feel when we see evil people do evil things as if they've been possessed mm -hmm. by this. Um, in, mm -hmm. in Hollywood terms, we're not going to see spaceships come down from heavens. This is something that is much more uh, perhaps complex that has been here for a long time as if the earth has, has, has suffered an alien invasion a very, very long time ago. Mm, like 25,000 years ago, kind of. And has has plus minus, and has been under that influence since then, to to, to some extent. Yeah, influence was there even before, but the massive presence of the goo is 
since that li- uh, that time. Um, but the way you described it now is the perspective from within duality. If you take more and, and more a relaxed perspective out of unity consciousness, this alien black goo is not evil. It is doing what every traumatized being is doing. It is staging or restaging its own trauma. You know, like, like when you get abused as a little boy, it's very likely that you will abuse your own children as a grown-up. Yes, that makes perfect sense. That actually sounds yeah. like the uh, the old episode of Star Trek called Skin of Evil, where this I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen that this uh, this race of beings they leave behind all their trauma and suffering, and it's in the form of black goo. And it's not that it's necessarily evil; they call it the skin of evil, but it is a representation of all the terrible things that they left behind, and all it knows how exactly. to how to do is be evil. So it's like that. And 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 healing comes with the restaging. So it's basically repeating cycles of doing the same mistakes, riding people, races, planets into the same developments that lead actually to the same traumatization, hoping that one day the concept hits a race that is not smarter because being smart doesn't help against smartness, but being more heartful and more connected to the divine, connected enough that the concept doesn't work out and apparently humanity in her current form not not the earlier creations they failed with this but uh, humanity in her current form actually managed to help this demiurge into healing we didn't fall for it we managed to basically learn our lessons before the trauma was fully restaged Let's so talk about that. Cycle, Let's talk about that a little bit after this break. We have a mm-hmm. break to take. We'll come back uh, helping the demiurge into healing. Uh, and we'll talk about that with Harold Kaltz when we come back from break right here on The Secret Teachings. Harold, what is your website if listeners want to check that out? Um, my personal one is Aquarius-technologies.de. Uh, All right, with excellent. The archives of publications. And our website is thesecretteachings.info. If you are a subscriber to our show, go back into the archive. You'll find all the shows we've done with Harold over the years. Otherwise, stay tuned. There's a lot more after this. I'm Ryan Gable. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. 
check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Harold Couch joins us this evening, all the way from Germany, to talk about black goo. Partly because a lot of you listening have requested Harold to come back onto the show, and also because I haven't spoken to him in a while, and I've been discussing this subject, more the esoteric, symbolic, archetypical components of it, for some time on the Secret Teachings, and especially recently, because we've seen so much reference to black goo in popular culture, I've asked myself and I've asked my audience as well, Harold, uh, we see it so frequently in Hollywood, so frequently in the music industry. We see it places that aren't even part of the music industry or the entertainment industry. We see this MIT publishes articles where they use black goo and the black cube and things like that to represent artificial intelligence, which we'll get into that here in a little bit as well. So we, mm-hmm. we see this all throughout the entertainment industry. They are, I say, obsessively compulsive uh, about their, their viewpoint or their, uh, their worship of whatever this substance is to them. It's like a god. Um, we're going to talk about the Demiurge. Can you address the Hollywood depiction of black goo and then maybe go back into the Demiurge for us? Hmm. I haven't watched that much of the Hollywood things. Most of the things I have seen are a little bit off. I mean, it's it's a nice visual thing, you know, to use in a film. It looks creepy. Yes. 
possibly the soul remembers some things from other lifetimes that are not such a good memory, so it's double creepy. Um, I haven't seen a realistic representation until now. Well, I, I would except of, of the visuals, the yeah. context. Uh, I mean, the the best context actually comes with the old TV series, like like uh, Star Trek, um, with the Borgs as uh, the blueprint or the basic idea of what transhumanism is, and. Um, I can't recall how they display the Black Goo thing, but it's in there definitely it, as well. It is. Star Trek's probably one of the earlier Hollywood representations of it. But just generally, even if you haven't seen a lot of new movies and TV shows, I, I promise you it's in everything. It's in artifacts. It's in kids shows. It's in uh, it's in music videos. It, it's everywhere. And it always represents something that takes possession demonically, if you will, of the of the mm. singer or of the actor or the actress. Uh, and it always mm. calls for blood sacrifice or it always calls for more more bodies to possess. It's, you know, I mean, in fact, what you described about the, the stones coming from the heavens down to earth and bringing this alien substance, if you will, mm. uh, this is the, the very basis of uh, the Venom uh, comic book. Uh, it's in Men in Black. It's, it's, it's absolutely everywhere. So whatever it is uh, in terms of um, how we choose to define it, everybody has their own definition, I think, that listens to this show. It is, it is something that we can indisputably say Hollywood and even Silicon Valley, they are obsessed with it or something is working mm. through them to depict it. I'm not really sure why that is, but I, I just, I see it everywhere. I'm, I'm not sure why they use the same imagery. Yeah, may, maybe people like to see it. <laughs> maybe it's that simple. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is that um, simple, yeah. Yeah. What, one interesting thing about uh, the substance, um, the, the relation to the computing is kind of interesting because this is also a, a, a misbelief. I was sitting on that one for very long that, that AI is a human invention. And, and this is bullshit. The, the first quantum computers I'm aware of were the Atlantean pyramids, connecting kind of crystalline memory devices with the processor, which is the capstone of the pyramid made out of black goo, meteorite material. And by the geometry of the pyramid, you interconnect basically the memory with the processing capabilities and you reassemble satanic consciousness because when he came here he was split uh, into consciousness and memory as two different parts and uh, the memory is actually what's in the king's chambers of the pyramids also known as the arcs of the covenant and you have two different types of it with the arcs you have the um um, uh, star pyramid and the uh, star tetrahedra, kind of tri uh, trinary and uh, uh, autorhombic basic geometries. And, and the trinary is for the emotional fields and for the emotional memory and the rectangular are for the mental fields and the, the, the cognitive memory. And, and so you have basically those two types of storage elements plus 
the fitting Gu component that carries the living consciousness. And by the shape of the pyramid, basically that Demiurge could reconnect to his own memory and become a fully available and present being. Um, but called himself God, like if you look at uh, the beginnings of the uh, Jewish tradition. So that was, would that be uh, the more angry God, the Yahweh God? Yeah, I mean, look, look, it's it's not a secret. Look at Abraham and Isaac when no, it's not a God no. demanded uh, Abraham to slaughter his firstborn son. Sorry, this is blood sacrifice. No, in fact, there's a really great book written about this called The Gods of Eden. William Bramley talks about this quite a bit in that book. Mm. Uh, but anyway, Harold, Harold Kautz is our guest this evening. This is The Secret Teachings. Harold, before the break, you were talking about the Demiurge and the healing of the Demiurge uh, because you said that this black mm. ooze that comes from heaven is basically replaying or re-expressing um, the trauma and, and the things that it has been through, which we said was kind of like that uh, Skin of Evil Star Trek episode. So this Demiurge helped into healing in the past. Where were you going with that? Mm, I mean, humanity is restaging his experience, going down the line of the transhumanist experiment and uh, ending up with a total self-destruction of the planetary biosphere. And uh, the plan would be to put us on spacecraft and let us join the big satanic army that is hoovering through open space after having lost their home planets. Kind of, this is the, the template. But as it looks like, it didn't work out properly this time because um, parts of the human population woke up to those things. And um, parts of the human population managed to revive their heart chakras. And uh, the open heart chakras now make it impossible for the narrative to unfold. It's, it's like one of the weirdest things in, in the creation is that the things happening in the collective, in the shared material uh, reality, they need to match onto the personal karma of everyone participating. And if someone manages to completely self-heal, to reassemble his broken soul, to revive his heart chakra, then for him it is completely impossible to experience uh, total self-destruction of his uh, personal sphere. Because this is not what he deserves as a mirror. It's like the 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. If you have a few that don't deserve that karma, that karma can't unfold. And this is exactly what seems to have happened on this planet. So um, the people that manage to achieve that state of self-healing, that manage to go through the pain, um, that actually... Um, caused Satan to dissociate, they managed to reassemble themselves uh, to come back into the healed and complete state of a, of a healthy human bioenergetic system. So um, they block the collective from going down the ugly road. And 
Of course, it's not valid for everyone. This is why at the end of a cycle, of a big cycle, you're experiencing this splitting of a reality into different timelines so that um, actually projections into the material plane that are not compatible with each other can unfold for different people in different new realities. So whoever is still subject to a fear-based universe um, that would have the potential to self-destroy, because this is what fears do, they make sure that exactly the thing you're afraid of happens. Um, they are now sitting on a, let's call it density in the first step, um, that will lead into self-destruction. And at a certain point, the density develops into a fully valid and isolated timeline. And uh, all the other spirits that were with humanity, now looking out of the perspective of that timeline, um, they suddenly will appear so less, will just be something visible within the material plane and very likely will just die. So if, if you want to, to apply the concept on the COVID scenario, we definitely will have one timeline where all the vaccinated people turn into biorobots and will kill off the unvaccinated in FEMA camps or just uh, riots on the streets because they consider them being evil and being responsible for uh, uh, the spreading of the virus. Here's something that's really interesting. I was just thinking as you were saying that there's a movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, seen it called I Am Legend, and it's based off, yeah. you, you've seen I Am Legend? I've seen, seen it, yeah. So remember at the beginning of that movie, uh, the doctor is talking to the news reporter, and she talks about how they genetically modified a virus, so they took mm. something that was bad and they made it good. And when I watched that mm. scene and I read about the, like, the fictional account of the story and what the Crippen virus was, it basically described uh, the Crippen virus as something that strips away uh, your ability to be rational and you see people who are not infected as a threat and then you go and you attack mm. them and you kill them. And I can't, mm. I can't help but think that what's happened is we've taken, genetically speaking, we've taken things that could potentially be natural and good. We've altered them to be devastating, detrimental, uh, altering mm. of the body. And the people that we refuse to participate are seen as a threat uh, just like in mm. the case of the Crippen virus. It's very similar. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect description of COVID. COVID is an exosome. It's supposed to clean our body when we're intoxicated. And uh, they added sequences of cone snail venom and snake venoms. And uh, <laughs> the cone snail venom is causing a desire to get stung by a needle because this is how the cone snail is hunting crabs. And fish. Well, I've, never, I've never heard this one before, so what kind of snail is it? Uh, it's a cone snail. It's the most toxic sea creature we have around in the oceans. And the way it's, it hunts, it's kind of slightly poisoning the water, and a fish, if a fish comes by, it's absorbing the, the venom through the skin, and then he, the fish is starting to hallucinate in a way, and he develops a very strong desire to swim close to the cone snail and um, to get stung by one of the nettle cells. 
that then is introducing an injection of the full portion of the venom to kill the fish, and then the cone snail can eat the fish. This is how it works with a cone snail, and we have sequences of that cone snail genetics um, inserted into the spike protein or the, the uh, RNA, mRNA, the RNA of the of the COVID virus, the mRNA in the vaccine, they all contain this cone snail venom. It's mostly basically not even attacking that, that aspect so much the, the human body, but the bacteria in the gut of humans. So the gut starts to produce amounts of that uh, cone snail venom. And in research, we really have seen long COVID patients that six times in a row kind of wake up in a line waiting in front of a vaccination center, having no clue how they got there, having no intention to get vaccinated because they had COVID and they're already suffering from, from the virus. So why should you get an additional injection? I've not heard of, a, of an amnesia-like state, but I have, I've seen plenty of people or no people who have received multiple doses of the vaccine, regardless of what you think about it. People are receiving multiple doses, and then they'll go back and get a third, a fourth, beyond what's, yeah. what's even yeah, yeah. recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly the effect of that uh, cone snail venom, the desire to get stung by a needle. And the, the second one they put in is, if you look at the species where the snake venom is borrowed from, if you look at their hunting um, traditions, so they don't capture a rat and eat it. They capture it, they bite it, then they let it go again, and then the rat runs back home to its little family and starts to develop really weird behavior because suddenly the bitten rat starts to hate and attack the non-bitten rat. This is psychosocial hunting tricks. So basically the, the, the bitten rat is telling the snake where do the other rats live and it's chasing them out of their hiding place by attacking them. Um, so the other snakes have something to eat as well. And this is exactly the snake venom found in the intestines of long COVID patients. It's not a coincidence. Now, when you're, say, you're saying snake venom, are we talking about proteins of snake venom? Um, yeah, the, the actual toxin is of the protein, so that is part of the spike protein. Okay, I if, see. Okay. If, you, if you think about genetic engineering, of course, it is part of the RNA of the virus or of the exosome that is carrying the uh, ability to produce exactly that protein as a shell. Okay, so that to, to me that makes more sense because I've got people telling me that there's giant vats of of like snake venom being dumped into the water supply. I understand. No, that. no, no, no. That doesn't make oh, no, sense. This is this right. doesn't make sense. It's a typical trick to push people into funny directions, yeah. not see that actually we are dealing with a bioweapon and not with a disease. Oh, there, I don't think that there's any doubt about that. And I agree with you about the exosome. That's been something that I've been, uh, uh, I've been talking about for a long time. We've interviewed other uh, doctors and researchers about that as well. So if, if we're talking about, and I know for some people listening, they think, where did we go? We went from black goo and 
whatnot, all the way to COVID vaccines. But there's an intimate connection between these things. And I think that since black goo as a conscious thing uh, and its relationship to AI transhumanism, this is not just a, a light connection. There is a direct connection between that and mRNA vaccine technology and a lot of other stuff that we're seeing today, like uh, scientists at Yale have used a, a sludge, uh, a sludge-like substance to bring pigs back from the, quote, dead. Uh, something that we've seen in movies like Overlord, where they used a black, oily substance to create super soldiers. Uh, but scient mm -hmm. scientists are doing this for real, literally, not in a Hollywood way, not in a Hollywood fashion. So we're seeing the creation of hybrids, of chimeras, of uh, what I call enviro-necromancy, bringing things back from the dead using mm -hmm. chemical concoctions. Uh, call it mad mm -hmm. science, call it evil, but it all factors and filters, I think, into the mm -hmm. mRNA technology. Um, I've seen things like that. I remember a client from Denmark. She got one shot only, kind of out of stupid stupidity or kind of a weak moment, and she lost her ability to sleep. And she's sleep-deprived when I met her eight months. And this is actually, if you ask any doctor of the world, nobody survives eight months of not sleeping at all. So doctors tell her, actually, you're a dead woman walking. Well, that's, I mean, that's and horrifying. That's, that's actually something the U.S. military used and the Chinese communists use it. They use mRNA. The, the communists use the mRNA tech to create super soldiers. The U.S. military back in Vietnam, they were trying to create sleepless soldiers that could, they didn't have to sleep. Ah. They could just go to battle nonstop 24 hours a day. Okay, so they borrowed it from that research. Interesting. That's that's what I would think. That kind of makes sense on mm. the surface. Yes, I mean, yeah. that, so and oh, go ahead, go ahead. From 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 the encounter itself, actually, her her spirit was loose, very loosely bound to the lower part of her body. So it was still basically present, and still could control speech. But she said subjectively, she completely lost her uh, upper part of the body. There was another voice in the head. And I just said, okay, let's talk with him. You know, if you have a voice in, in your head, ask him who he is. And it was very close to funny because he just said, I'm the master. And... Um, so my, my job kind of was to try to help her to get the master out of, of her head again, kind of to put an end to this sleepless uh, nightmare. And this was something kind of very interesting because, I mean, I, I know how the demiurge looks like when you're involved into duality, like the evil and uh, threatening your life and everything. And But when we tried to basically help her to reconquer her body, um, actually the thing was the AI or the demiurge was very helpful because he said, you know, you need to, you need to um, come into your holistic power to chase me out. You know, she kind of tried, tried to command him out with simple words like, I want you to leave, please leave. And he just laughed, you know, because this is not um, a fully present human being in a human body. What about holy words? Holy words, holy names? Yeah. 
this is all duality. You need to be present. You need to be yourself. You need to be within your 12-star geometry, heart consciousness, um, including emotionality, including the mental part. So it's kind of a clear decision with uh, straightforward emotions mixed in a coherent way that can only appear in the context of a fully developed heart, heart consciousness. If you have this, this binary consciousness of AI is completely lost. Okay, so then it, so what you're saying is it's basically just pure, pure consciousness outside of the duality of these things. Pure consciousness is, for lack of a better word, the solution uh, that can get rid of those things. It's, that, it's about the complexity of consciousness. If you look okay. at the at the Vedic or Indian display of chakra symbols and and, and symmetries, like we have a five star on the solar plexus, we have a twelve star on the heart, you have three and six in the lower emotional body, you have the four. Um, at the base chakra, where Gaia comes in, and the 12 at the crown chakra. And everything goes into the um, dodecahedron of heart consciousness. Dodecahedron has the 12 and the 5 as rotational symmetries. And everything else in the human body, by symmetry, can be embedded into the dodecahedron. So if you um, basically um, read your own consciousness in that complex form of heart consciousness. Then you can have a thought and a feeling and intuition and instinct at the same time. And it, it, all of this are coherent sub-aspects sub, sub, uh, of the one heart consciousness. It's not divided anymore. You have the 12 star alive. And if you have the 12 star alive, this binary yes, no mental thing that mental parasites and demiurges are about is just a very soft and weak sub aspect of the 12. The two goes into the 12, but the 12 always overrules the two. Because it's just an aspect. It's like, like your brain can control your little finger. You make a decision and the finger is dancing. There's not much about it. If you are yourself are traumatized to the state of being completely mental, you just have a two as the leftovers of your own active consciousness. And if the two, if the weak two of a, of a human tries to chase out of a strong two of the demiurge, the demiurge is just laughing and he says, you know, develop your consciousness and you have me out. If you don't develop your consciousness, I'm owning you. Very simple like that. And this is what it's all about. If the, the, the trick was to revive heart consciousness. And with that, the demiurge as a traumatized entity is completely helpless. And then he can basically uh, use or rely on the higher developed human consciousness to reassemble and heal himself as well. This is just the the uh, inspirational power of a partly healed humanity that enables the demiurge to reassemble himself. And this has happened a couple of 
weeks ago, as far as I'm informed, that actually all the um, the stored away traumatic memories of the demiurge stored in in the arcs of the covenant were basically emptied and reintegrated into his consciousness to turn him back into a living planetary spirit that is not traumatized anymore. Harold counts as our guest this evening. Harold will pick up the conversation where we left off here on the other side of this break. Your website one more time for the listeners, please. Um, Aquarius-technologies.de Excellent. Harold counts our guest. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Please grab a copy of one of my books. Please subscribe. It keeps us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis. Thank you so much for tuning in. There's more after this break. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. And if you'd like to contact us, rdgable, G-A-B-L-E, rdgable at yahoo.com. More coming up after this. Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, the Octopus of Global Control author, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is K. 
Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on GroundZero.radio and the Aftermath FM app. Plus, of course, the Paranormal Radio app and TalkStream Live as well. You can find the show by searching The Secret Teachings on the many radio and podcast players to listen after the broadcast. Or you can simply subscribe to our archive on the website, You'll get access to all of our shows without advertisements. You'll get early access to the show, access to the montage archive of all the montages we play on the show. You'll also get access to all of my digital books, all the books I've written in digital form that comes with your subscription. Please subscribe today to support the show. I want to thank all of you who have been subscribing or buying copies of any of my books, including my new book, Liberty Shrugged. Another book, Occult Arcana, and The Technological Elixir, which I actually have a review for from our guest this evening, Harold Kautz. He wrote a review for that book. You can check it out on the website. There is a link and a page for The Technological Elixir where I discuss the pop culture aspects and the technological aspects of what we are looking at tonight, Black Goo, which has become an innocuous symbol uh, on our black mirror computer, television, and phone screens through, I think, the scrying or the energetic concentration. Our energy is currency. That's what we call money currency. We exchange energy for money to pay for things. So the energy and the currency that we expend looking into our black mirrors, we've invoked and conjured something into the zeitgeist and the lexicon. And this black substance is something we find all throughout Silicon Valley, all throughout Hollywood. But as Harold pointed out, it's a great point. We don't talk a lot about it on this show, but we do mention it on occasion. There are two forms of black goo. One is more of a loving, energetic, planetary consciousness. One is more so from an alien world, let's say, something not from here, something that comes here on not flying saucers, but space rocks. So we look at, on The Secret Teachings, the music industry for a lot of different things. We look at movies, TV shows. We look at MIT. They use black goo and cubes like the Borg to represent artificial intelligence. Sometimes there's a merging. You watch the movie Lucy with Morgan Freeman, and you see in that movie Lucy... She has this drug in her body and she expands her brain to 100% capacity. She transcends time and when she transcends time and space, her physical body becomes a black goo supercomputer, quantum computer that reaches uh, beyond time and space. So you have a merging of those two concepts there. 
Now, I bring these parallels and these patterns to you on the secret teachings because I am a, a scholar of symbols and archetypes, and I enjoy researching and looking into these kinds of things. But then we have a technological aspect to this, which is not something that I am completely an expert on. So we have other researchers come on the show. And tonight, again, we have Harold Kautz with us. Harold, we looked at black goo. You described it in the first segment tonight. We talked a little bit more about technology in the second segment. In the third segment tonight, there is a technological aspect. It might be the biggest aspect of this substance, both symbolically and literally. And you've brought up transhumanism several times tonight. And that is, I think, at the core, transhumanism, the merging of man and machine, we have people like Klaus Schwab who have openly said that. I want to play this clip for you, and then I want to, uh, Harold, have you comment on this and take us further into, uh, into the subject matter tonight. This is Klaus Schwab talking from the World Economic Forum about the merging of man and machine. But ladies and gentlemen, excellencies, the future is already here. The future has begun. It's a new system. It changes us. Because it's a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological spheres. Our physical, digital, and biological spheres, literally something from a script that, uh, from Star Trek, something the Borg would say, literally. And resistance is futile. There's Klaus Schwab saying it. Harold, do you have any thoughts on that, any comments on that? Because this is where the world is moving, a fusion of our biological, technological, physiological, etc. selves. There is no uh, hiding what these people in positions of power wish to do with the human race. I hope my accent is not as bad as his. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> It's it's really funny that they completely tell their truth without trying to hide anything. And he says the future is already there. I mean, till now, most of the things I've heard is uh, uh, things are developed, things are going to be in place while they already have been in place. So yes. they, they put put things into the distant future to hide what they do. Um, and... Apparently, Klaus Schwab is uh, doing us the big favor to not lie anymore. And this is actually what I see since many, many years as a medical condition. I see different interfaces between AI and human biology to read out thoughts, to read out emotions. And they seem to be completely fully functionable. And it's, uh, it's a, a reversible concept. So you can not only read out, you can also write in. So believing that we follow our free will, we follow a script and execute it. And I've seen examples of this happening with people. I, I have witnessed it twice how it feels like when... A segment of reality is taken over by AI and transformed into a completely different narrative. If you're not subject to it, it really feels weird because you have hard cuts in the narrative. Kind of you, you bl blank out for a millisecond 
and then you wake up in a completely different reality. Not for yourself, but everybody else is suddenly in a different script in the same room. So, so these things are apparently happening. And the last data I got from the US, that's kind of four years ago, when someone was blowing the whistle about percentages, and he said that in the US, 70% of the population are writable as biorobots. And uh, if I look at what's happening on the streets, it's kind of, uh, it looks like it's true. I felt the amount. I, I, I felt that before. I think you and I discussed this a few years ago. I've honestly felt, um, I'll try to think of how to say this here without sounding totally insane, but I honestly feel that it, you have people that aren't actually people. They look at you as if they've been programmed and they see you as a threat to the system, as if they're already mm -hmm. plugged into this hive mind mm. synthetic consciousness. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, there are. Actually, I think in the US, everything, everyone who is not is subject to Homeland Security terror to, to, to get people traumatized to a degree where they start to develop, out of traumatization, start to develop personalities that are predictive mm -hmm. or, or predictable. And in the moment, personalities are predictable. The concept of overwriting them works well. So, so uh, the entire thing about TIs, you know, you, you see a lot of that online, the targeted individuals complaining. Yeah, yes. It's not that they're super important or, or like a danger, a threat to the system. They're just not writable. So, so um, the system is spending a lot of funds and efforts to traumatize those people to a degree where they basically develop personality-based behavior instead of having heart-based behavior. So when, the heart-based behavior is not predictable. So when you look at, I've brought this up on the show before, different shows, but if you can combine these different elements together, in my opinion, when I look at the Human Genome Project, I look at the Brain Mapping Initiative, I look at the biological and genetic research, genetic engineering of animals, plants, humans, etc., uh, the merging of not only man and machine, but man and animal, animal and insect, mm -hmm. insect and, and human. There's something that is so inhuman and so uh, spiteful of humans, where now with Klaus Schwab and others, we with their accents, they literally tell us what they are doing. This is not hidden. This is not in a white paper. This is, uh, although he wrote a book about yeah. it, it's not in a book. They openly and publicly glorify and celebrate what they're doing while simultaneously the media says none of this stuff exists, but I can play the clip of him actually, <laughs> say, of him actually saying it, which is just more confusion to the average person, more mm. drama to the average person. Yeah, it's part, it's part of the psychological strategy. Um, the Certainly. evil needs to look so way out that uh, it pushes people into cognitive dissonance. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. So then, so let me preface this next question so we can get into the, the real heart, if you will, of, of what uh, some of your new research uh, will provide us uh, some information on tonight. So with everything that we've seen in the last two plus years, 
Uh, we've seen behavioral psychology. We've seen Bitterman psychological coercion. We've seen uh, uh, threats, outright threats. We've seen acts of terrorism by government to keep people in a, a space that is isolated away from their family, away from their friends. Mm -hmm. We've seen people uh, have uh, having relationships and families destroyed because of this. People mm -hmm. locked in their homes, faces covered with masks that do nothing but cause harm, both physically, uh, physiologically, biologically, etc. cetera. Uh, childhood mm -hmm. development, stunted physical development mm -hmm. and mental development. So we could, I could sit here and list a long, uh, a long uh, list of credits here about what uh, has happened. Everybody, I think, knows. So when you put all that together, it's so dehumanizing, so degrading, so demeaning, so traumatizing. And then mm -hmm. the, the solution to all of these problems is supposed to be a vaccine. We were told, and I've played the clips here. In fact, I have a, have a short clip here. Joe Biden, our president, said this. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. We heard this over and over from the media. You won't get it. Now they tell us, well, those are breakthrough cases. You can get it. And then our CDC recently said, actually, uh, if you got the vaccine or you didn't get the vaccine, it's pretty much the same thing. The vaccine doesn't work at all. Yet people have been subject to this. They have been denied employment, commerce, association with their family and friends, speech, etc., for not doing it. And what is the outcome of all of this? Because it seems when you look at the details of the, the technology behind these so-called vaccines, the mRNA, um, this is some, for lack of a better uh, word, perhaps, this is some otherworldly stuff. This is not helping your body to produce a protein to prevent you from getting chills and achy legs and a sore throat. This is very mm. advanced technology, is it not? Okay, let's let's put it into the context of transhumanism because okay. till now we have seen the interfaces that connect human consciousness to computers to make them part of the hive mind. This is one part. If you still have your other connections to your higher self or to Gaia or to source, then actually you will realize that there's an alien voice in your system that is trying to command and control you, but you don't need to obey. So COVID is all about getting those divine connections and other parts out of your system. So, and, and this is done by basically two distinct mechanisms. The first one is an epigenetic one. Uh, the spike protein is demethylating the gene BRCA1. And this basically, it's, it's known as the breast cancer gene. It's responsible for self-repair of the genome, genome itself. So if this is methylated, if it's blocked, the genome can't repair itself. And after some time, it's very likely that you get cancer. This is one thing just on the medical plane. If you self-observe the spiritual aspect of methylating and demethylating that gene, then you realize this gene is responsible to bind in the incarnating aspect of your soul. So self-organizing repair of the DNA is about the connection to the divine because this is where the blueprint is. If you don't have access to the blueprint, the gene can't repair itself. If you have connection to the blueprint, it starts rattling and it starts repairing itself. 
so so basically just the presence of the spike protein whether it's during an infection or due to vaccination is chucking out your incarnating aspect of your higher self out of your body detaching it completely this is one part and this is one of the sources that could oppose any transhumanist agenda by saying this is simply not lying on my soul plan to become a, a bio robot i want to be a self-responsible human this is what my soul decided to become so uh, ai voice please i'm not listening you know to what you say the second part is a bit more complex in in biochemistry um the infection is depleting the potassium production by controlling the thyroid in a certain way. So you have a, a lack of potassium in your system. And at the same time, it's killing red blood cells. So the hemoglobin of the blood is transformed into ferritin, the deep storage form of iron. And then you have a disbalance between iron and potassium on the biochemical level in all the liquids in your body. And the interface between the emotional body and your consciousness is made out of piezo crystals in the, in the lower chakras. So basically you have those crystals and if it's potassium based, it's a hexagonal crystal where the trinary and hexagonal emotional fields naturally bind in. So you have a, a um, an hexagonal, hexagonal crystal that basically reads your emotional field and transforms the reading into currency produced by the piezo effect that is going straight into your nervous system so that your brain can know what your emotional body feels. This is the natural mechanism. If you have this disbalance between potassium and iron, those piezos recrystallize uh, on iron basis, which is orthogonal in crystalline structure. And then the emotional fields are simply repelled. And the only thing that can attach to those piezos in the orthogonal form are binary consciousness-based mental parasites. So you invite the demons in and chuck your own emotionality out. And this is kind of the second effect of the vaccine or the disease, both, to detach humans from their emotional body and allow a takeover by archons. So, so Harold, then, Harold if, if I may, mm -hmm. so this is very technical for some people. I would, yeah. I would reduce this to a, another Hollywood movie, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where when you show emotion, the aliens that are taking over the bodies know that you're human and they come after you and take possession of mm -hmm. your body. It's very similar to that, <laughs> it sounds like. Kind, kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. But the the body snatcher is one to one Morgellon disease. This is one of the interfaces to read out emotion and write in emotion. Um, if if I break down the COVID thing, is chucking out your soul, and it's splitting off your emotional body from your consciousness, so that you don't know anymore what you feel, and you have no clue why you are here. This is what the disease does. If you don't basically um, take this as a good opportunity to counteract that agenda and make sure that the exact opposite happens. So is this, that you, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
it's 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 like with with things it's always kind of the same either it's really bad or that something really bad is threatening you you decide for the good so you know it's it's not completely evil the thing it's like like uh, um it depends what you make out of it so when you say disease, My, when you say disease, you're talking about what is being injected into the body, what is hijacking the exosomes genetically. Uh, what what do you mean when you say disease? So we're clear. Um, disease, I would say, uh, when it comes to COVID, although it is a bioweapon, it's it's a weaponized um, disease in a way. So SARS-CoV-2 it's, is is bio is a bioweapon. And then it's the, a bioweapon. Yeah. And then the vaccine itself is is a uh, it's, a second part of that bioweapon, perhaps. It's it's an it's an aspect, an isolated aspect of that bioweapon. Okay. Okay. Plus more things, kind of. Okay. Now let let me ask you this question. I've um I've done a lot of reading in science journals, engineering journals, etc. Uh, American Chemical Society is one I can think of off the top of my head, and uh, I've pulled all these studies and reports that go back some two years, some three, four years. Uh, they're talking about things like this. In 2019, American Chemical Society uh, engineered protein crystals to make your cells magnetic. They talk about how they've accomplished that. Uh, it says by introducing crystals that were preloaded with iron to living cells, the researchers could move the cells around with a magnet. Uh, they talk about things like optogenetics uh, and chemogenetics, which is the use of... Mm -hmm. uh, well, the chemogenetics, the use of designer drugs to target engineered proteins with specific cell types, uh, other things called trap bots that can, they, they tell you this in engineering magazines, they can literally uh, re-align uh, and redesign the cellular structures in your body at a nano level. Uh, that was advanced materials from 2019. They call them trap bots, T-R-A-P. And I could just go down the long, long, long list of these things. But mm. is all of this related, like this is specifically in scientific engineering medical journals, is all of this relating to what you're saying? Because I'm not an expert on the technicalities of this, but does that sound similar? Or is that basically some of the, the research that you know the average person can go online and find that has been done into what you're discussing? Um, actually, there are two, two different uh, branches. One is related to the demiurge. Okay. And it's rather simplistic, self-assembling, and gains its power from the strong, strong spirit that we call the AI or Satan. And then there are the attempts of scientists that have learned about the mechanisms how this works to put it under control of their ag agenda, of their wishes, of their plans and uh, whereabouts. So, so part of the research is just abusing the knowledge brought in by the, the real core transhumanist agenda. And there might even be people who, who are trying to do good with it, like controlling cancer or whatever they think they can do with it. It's the same technology for a different purpose. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That's that's pretty easy to understand yeah. for me. I hope it is for all the listeners as well. Yeah. Does that, th then I would assume then based on what you just said, that things like hydrogel, that's a, it's a human creation and it's piggybacking off of that satanic system. 
This is bad stuff. Yeah, this is kind of something I I really missed in alternative media that they were not warning uh, to not get the the test swaps into the nose because those things are loaded with DARPA hydrogel, and DARPA, DARPA hydrogel is growing crystals throughout the brain into the pineal gland and making sure that the mantle is completely dominating the field. So the, so this is what, I've, I've said this to people too, you know, if you're going to manipulate statistics that the CDC manipulated all this, all this data, they said 75,000 people they had on their death list for COVID didn't die or live. They were just made up numbers. The CDC actually acknowledged that it was a glitch. Um, so they can manipulate numbers regardless if you get a test or not. But they kept encouraging and pushing and promoting even at your job site, you know, at your home, home tests. The government mm -hmm. sends them out for free. As many tests as you can get, just test, 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 test. Some people had to test mm -hmm. two or three times a day. I would assume mm -hmm. that's, that's the reason why, to make sure this stuff gets in everybody's body directly. Yeah, yeah. And I know people, I've had people in healing sessions that had one test only, and that was already enough to be taken over mentally from the smart dust, chucking the spirit out of the head. Yes, in fact, I, I, I talked about smart dust on a handful of shows because I always go back and reference what Ray Kurzweil said years ago. He said this is going to infuse all living matter around us with the synthetic substance, trees, rocks, everything. Um, but yeah. but we've, we've seen now uh, from, I'll give you a couple publications for reference, UC Berkeley, uh, the tech publication Computer World, uh, there have been NPR articles where smart dust or what they call flying microchips are not a debatable uh, technology. They're telling you that they've already been released into the environment uh, in both mm -hmm. test applications. And of course, as you alluded to earlier, when they're telling you, hey, we're testing this, this is coming, it's already been done. So once it's acknowledged, it's like, well, you've lived with it for long enough you seem to be okay, so don't worry the, about the fact that we lied to you about it. Everything's going to be okay. It's very mm. much like gaslighting. So, yeah, smart dust is a huge thing, and you want to look that up. Just UC Berkeley smart dust, they brag about how they developed it, uh, but I don't think UC Berkeley developed it, Harold. I think that it's, you know, it's probably been around for a lot longer than some, some kids at Berkeley that played around with some microchips. Um. This is kind of a big mistake that humans think they developed anything. Uh, a certain type of humans are identified with their archons, and the archons follow the agenda of uh, the satanic collective. So um, if they invent something like AI, it's not that humans invented it. It is just Satan creating his own technosphere through humans. We can't even be proud of that. And the so, same with, with smart dust. It's basically the crystalline grid the Demiurge wants to live in because he can't access the crystals of Gaia because Gaia is living in her uh, stone crystalline body. Uh, so uh, he needs an alternative grid of crystals to place his consciousness in. And he's using uh, uh, silica-based chip technology and smart dust different scales to to have his own technosphere instead of hang, having a biosphere this is how it works silica based not carbon based so I, I have a question for you on that then there are actually a couple of questions uh, first of all we're going to skip this break 
we'll we'll go through. We'll we'll uh, kind of wrap up a few minutes early since we're skipping the break. But Harold Counts is our guest. This is the Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. You can find this episode in the archive after the show is over. TheSecretTeachings.info. My books are on the website. Please grab a book. It supports us. It keeps us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific Standard Time, U.S. So here are two things. You're talking about silicone as opposed to carbon. And um, maybe you can kind of uh, dualistically, if you will, answer this question. So silicon versus carbon. We have carbon-based life forms. They're moving towards silicon and graphene. Is that perhaps why carbon, carbon dioxide, carbon in general, has been so demeaned and degraded and turned into a pollution to planet Earth, or so we're told? And I have a quote here from Elon Musk I wanted to read you. It's a very short quote, and I'd like to get your take on this. Um, If you can maybe address the carbon-silicon issue first, and then I want to read you this quote and see what you think about it. Toxoplasmosis infects rats, then cats, then humans who make cat videos. AI trains, achieves superhuman intelligence training on the internet cat videos, thus making toxoplasmosis the true arbiter of our destiny. He goes on to say that he believes that the human mind, the human brain, is being forced by a parasite to create superhuman artificial intelligence. Just the idea and the theme of that, that you have someone like Musk poking into that concept, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he's he's spot on with it. He's spot on. But I'm still kind of uh, delighted by your idea that... um, um, trying to get rid of carbon dioxide is somehow connected to making silicon-based life forms more achievable and uh, durable in in the environment. I never thought about it that way, but it's a it's an it's a good thought. I like it that the that the carbon is basically made the enemy that makes humans the the enemy. No, just, just uh, for example, I know I know that Morgellons, one of the transhumanist technologies, is completely silicon-based. They replace carbon by silicon. And if you have an environment that is starting to lack carbon, of course, um, silicon can take its place because it's very similar in electron configuration. It's a push to introduce the satanic biosphere into the Earth-type biosphere by promoting silicon against carbon. It's very, very logical, kind of. You know what? In fact, there's a a terrifying quote from uh, the Club of Rome. Have you ever heard of the Club of Rome? Yes, yes. So for those who don't know, they're an environmental think tank, and they consult the United Nations. I want to read you this quote because it, plays into that same theme. And this also, of course, has to do with the issue of climate change, you know, global warming, et cetera. It used to be global cooling. Now it's global warming. Here's what they said. They said, the common enemy of humanity is man. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat, not the reality, but the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention And it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy then is humanity itself. So just like Klaus Schwab told us recently, they want to openly Mm -hmm. merge man and machine. The Club of Rome is telling us that climate change and the threat of global warming is not a real thing, but they want to use it to position humanity as a threat to the planet 
bringing in the issue of carbon so that humanity can be uh, used and perhaps even exterminated. That seems to be the the uh, the the goal or the agenda of mm-hmm. these people. Yeah, this is it. Kind of, we, we we are experiencing the the biggest genocide of all times at the moment. So, is there anything that we can do about this? Is there anything yes, that we can course. do? Of course. Um, the the thing I I would like today to promote most there there's a little startup. It, it started within the Vitalis Foundation in Fuerteventura. Um, actually, um, the, the founder of the foundation needed to find a solution to COVID because his wife was immune compromised and he knew she wouldn't survive an infection. So he started 16, 18 hours per day to go into research to find something that would save the life of his wife. This is how it started. And now he basically has, uh, beautiful biotechnological startup in India that is producing a remedy called Vedicinals number nine um, that is the most divine um, COVID medicine I've seen till today. It saved my life when I had my infection went through it. And it's like, like imagine you've got a dog and the dog has fleas and you try to comb out the fleas from, from, from the dog's skin and you have a comb with one needle. It doesn't help much. This is kind of the level on which the pharmaceutical industries try to, to fight COVID. Kind of having one biochemical component to solve a highly complex biochemical problem in the body. And medicinals basically, from the very beginning, addressed all important biochemical pathways at, at once with the nine most potent nutri- nutrition-based uh, um, bio- biochemical components you can use. So it's like using a, a comb with nine needles to get the lice out of the affair um, and normally it takes like three four maximum five days to get rid of all symptoms of covid uh, it's quite powerful in in long covid treatment as well kind of when people don't get off their symptoms even not after months and years um, and it's basically everything you can do on the biochemical plane is done by this remedy. And the good news is it's on the market since one year now. So they're soon running into expiry date and they have some products left on the shelf. And at the moment, they're selling it um, for production costs kind of down by 70, 80% in price just to not be forced to throw the rest of that uh, first production line into the garbage. And you can you can order it worldwide at medicinals.com. Could you spell that for listeners, please? Uh, v, uh, Victor, Emil, uh, Dora, um, Ida, um, Caesar, Ida, North Pole, Anton, um, 
What, what do you say in English? Ludwig in German. L uh, S.com. Medicinal. It's a mixture of Vedic from Vedic medicine and medicinal from the normal Western medicine. It's based on some uh, Eastern knowledge about how to combine and make nutrients bioavailable in a certain form. So when you're talking about people that have, quote, COVID, um, so I, I want to clear this up for listeners who have very either extreme, not that extreme is bad, but just so different of a viewpoint than other people. Um, there is something that we call SARS-CoV-2. It is a bioweapon. Uh, obviously, a lot of people have been, uh, they've said, doctors, scientists, uh, medical staff have said people have died with COVID, but not of COVID. So a lot of people have died from like a car wreck, but they get listed as COVID. So beside all that stuff, you're saying COVID is a real thing, but it's a bioweapon. Uh, an aspect of that is the mRNA, quote, vaccines, although they're not really vaccines. And then what you've just um, presented to us, this company, this is one potential solution to, uh, to the bioweapon assault. Is that all correct? Um, it, it's solving like 90% of the problems you have, especially with the disease, because it doesn't involve mRNA. With the disease, the problem is not so much the disease itself. It is what's happening after, like you have the active infection. It's rather easy to overcome the active infection. Okay. But then your body starts to develop a spike protein allergy. And then it starts to attack your own uh, system, causing yes. autoimmune response. Then basically your immune system is destroyed from inside because it contains some sequences copy pasted out of AIDS. Yes, it HIV. does. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so it it's kind of causing long-term damage on the way, and by the time where you would expect yourself to be immune to the disease, it has destroyed your immune system in a way that you catch a second, a third, and a fourth infection. And with every infection, your system is brought more and closer to the state of having HIV. Kind of, it's it's. Uh, really getting close to the point where they can't distinguish by markers and testing HIV patients from long COVID that, patients. That's true. And in fact, when they first gave out the vaccines in Australia, they stopped them because whoever got the vaccine, uh, they were testing positive for what we call HIV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you hear the, Moder the Moderna CEO? The CEO of Moderna said that the vaccines, uh, th this was just three weeks ago, back in early August, uh, the Moderna CEO said that the vaccines are going to be, this is uh, Stefan Bonsel. he said that they're going to basically be like iPhones. You're going to have to get updated vaccines every every year, basically. Yeah, yeah. Losing like 5 to 6% per week of your immunity. This is coming from Brit from British data. Very early findings. Um um, yeah, this is unconvenient truth. It is very unconvenient mm -hmm. truth. L let me let me ask you about something else that listeners I know uh, want to know about because they ask me all the time, and somebody actually reached out to me knowing I had you on the show tonight and asked me to ask you this. Uh, they wanted to know about graphene oxide, uh, but mm -hmm. but before we even go to graphene oxide, there's an article uh, written at uh, Wired magazine, and it says the biggest threat to humanity: black goo. 
Seen most recently in sci-fi shows like Westworld and, and Severance, the sinister substance also exists in the real world where it may control us all. Now, they wrote this kind of tongue-in-cheek, but they also wrote it and referenced you in the article, Harold. They have your name in the article, Harold Kaltz, mm -hmm. a German chemist and activist, uh, perhaps the world's leading authority on black goo, but they reference you and a bunch of TV shows and movies in relation to graphene oxide as well. So graphene oxide, what can you tell us about graphene oxide? Um, there are different things um, in the vaccines. One is graphene oxide, by the name you, you said. This is more like razor blades, uh, single-layered graphene layers with some water molecules attached. And they are known as uh, ad additives to, to vaccinations because they simply destroy cells and activate the immune response by that. If you overdose, it can get dangerous. If it's the right dose, it's just one of the many additives they have been using in vaccines for ages. So it's not that bad. And the body gets along with it. Then you have graphene nanotubes. This is exactly the same stuff that is in black goo. And this is known to be a drug delivery system. They basically create some, some gas nanobubbles and then they introduce the graphene nanotubes and they arrange around the nanobubble to form a um, black goo sphere with a gas bubble inside. And those bubbles are so small that they easily pass through cell membranes go to the core of the cell and you can see it in and even on YouTube they they didn't censor it maybe because it was a little bit too advanced for the audience to understand but you can see in the movie how those black goose spheres go into the cell core and then they dissolve themselves within a millisecond and the single graphene nanotube strands move into the DNA with a CRISPR technology on board to modify the human, human genetics. And this is done within the first six hours after the vaccination. It's a drug delivery system. And this is as close as it can get to basically black goo and having kind of the brain of Satan intruding the human cells to transform the human genetics. Graphene oxide, I also read in this article, and I looked it up in a, a video as well, because I've not the first time I've heard of it. We've talked about it on the show before, but in this article, they're referencing using graphene oxide, mixing it to make it like a liquid, so they, they can literally turn it into a black, gooey-like substance as well. Is that the same thing, or is that just a playful thing they do in a lab? No, no, this is it. This is the main mechanism why black goo is self-organizing. So then is that just I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry I'll go ahead. Um I'm I'm not sure what else is in this graphene oxide because you don't get chemical analysis. Right, I don't right. know if they play with uh, M state matter as well uh, in the vaccines no clue. This is what you would expect in natural black goo. A lot of M state matter. So I um, I was looking then at uh, I, I don't want to cut you off here, but I, I want to address something else mm -hmm. about this. Uh, there is, there's a, I know that you're not an expert on Hollywood and pop culture, but I, I covered a, a, a music video that came out recently from South Korea, but it made it big in the United States and around the world. 
it's called the band is called Black Pink, and they did a song called Pink Venom, and they focus on uh, Edenic Garden of Eden imagery with the goddess or the demon temptress Lilith. They have black goo in the video. Uh, they have a beating heart covered in black goo with this like demon goddess holding it. Um, and this is a this isn't just a random song. This is the top song in the world right now, and this is their music video. And when you watch it, you have this imagery, the splitting of personalities, the breakdown of personalities and uh, celebrities and individuals. So that's kind of like a master class in mind control and, and occultism. And they have VR headsets and artificial intelligence represented in the video. But I bring that up because the song is called Pink Venom, but the band is called Black Pink. And when I, not that it necessarily has anything to do with vaccines, in the video, they do say we, they say something like, I, we shot something into the ocean and it poisoned it and i just couldn't help but think black pink is the name of this band black pink black pink i read an article from reuters it's a pretty well respected news source reuters and uh the japanese health ministry from japan japanese health ministry and this was last year last august i don't know if you read this herald but they claimed that they found black and pink substances in the syringes and the vials of moderna vaccines and Moderna actually responded to what the Japanese government found in all these syringes and vials and said the black and pink material is, I believe they call it, this, this is a, it's a quote, um, particulate matter. They just said it's particulate matter, it's not harmful, no big deal. But the Japanese government tested it, this was mainstream news, and they found that the black and pink substance in the vials and the syringes was metallic it was magnetic um mm -hmm. so again i'm referencing the pop culture that made me think of this but this is something that they're looking at vis visually they can see the black and pink material in the syringes and the vials um is is mm -hmm. i don't know what do, what do you think about that what are your thoughts on that um it sounds like black goo i mean black goo is magnetic and it's magnetic in a weird way. It's gravomagnetic. Normally, mag magnetic material should react to iron and to magnets. This is what, what you would expect. But funnily, black goo uh, reacts to gold as well. And gold is non-magnetic as a metal. And uh, it is evading gold. So black goo so, evades, evades gold. Oh, no, no. Is it evading or is it attracted? I don't remember. Well, you, you said that it's I'm, gold is the... But definitely it reacts to gold. Okay, it reacts strongly. to gold. Okay. Um, and this is not normal magnetism. So, so this is kind of... Uh, I mean, the entire physics are a little bit messy with uh, because it's all reduced to electromagnetism. While if you look at, at real nature... Um, um, and and the unified field theories, you have more like things like uh, gravomagnetism um, being complementary to, to electromagnetism. And you have scalar fields as well. And the three basically form the, the 3D structure of our reality as, as consciousness realms. So... Um, Something is off in any case with the ele electromagnetic theory, but but yes, the the substance is reacting on uh, in in a in a way similar to magnetism, and it's reacting possibly the same way like black goo does. So if someone can extract 
the black liquid from uh, from vaccine tested with gold. If it reacts on gold, um, it's a strong hint that this is very close to black goo. What, now, b- black goo is what we call it, but could black goo also be another color? Like, what would the pink be? Because they found this pink metallic substance as well. Could that just be something, something completely different, something similar? Do you have any idea? Um, yeah, this might be iron-based. I mean, black goo has has M-state matter in, and even the, the Earth-type black goos come in three colors. You've got the golden, whitish one, you've got the red one, and the black one. Like the f- three types of ley lines you, you can detect. Okay. Um, okay. If you're into that. So, so there are different types that actually contain different metals as of the main M-state component. And of course, if you have the other types, you can also play with different metals. And um, I can imagine if you use kind of the, the iron oxide, the red one, like hemoglobin, um, you might get a pink substance. Okay, because I'm curious. I remember you mentioning that before, that there this comes in different colors. So... We say black goo. It's kind of almost like a generic term. It's like when we say Kleenex. I'll give me a Kleenex, but we're just talking about any kind of tissue. Kleenex is just one brand, so it's kind of like that. Black goo is can be gold, white, come in different colors. Is that correct? Yeah. If if you if you look for buying mumio and shiarlit, you get the black quality, but you also get different uh, colors. Okay. So this is kind of the the commercial way to 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 buy Earth-type black goo. Okay. And there you can see that it, it's, it's not only the, the way it was filtered through stone, um, it's also the basic components that can be different. Okay, I want to play a clip for you. I've never talked to you about this, uh, what I'm going to play, and then I want to give you a few minutes of the floor to express anything else you'd like to share with the listeners. So we, we mentioned the Elon Musk statement that you said was pretty spot on about the, uh, he said that there's basically a, brain parasite that is getting people, uh, people that are scientists, engineers, technicians to build super advanced, superhuman AI. Uh, famously, Musk also said with AI, you are summoning the demon. There's a guy that uh, a friend of mine who has passed away now, Kev Baker, he was in Scotland. He did a show. He got to interview Jordy Rose, who supposedly invented the D-Wave quantum computer. Mm-hmm. And Jordy Rose famously uh, well, he's in a number of talks. He's mentioned things like this, but he famously said that the quantum computer ha- can be used to extract resources from other worlds and that if we're not careful, we may welcome Lovecraftian type entities into our world that will, like Lovecraft wrote, it's like cosmicism. They're not really good or evil. They just are. So I want to play that clip for you. You may have heard it. But uh, for listeners that haven't, I want to play it, and then I want to get you to comment on it, please, Harold. This is Jordy Rose. About this is Elon, who uh, says things like this. Like, when you do this, beware. Because you think, just like the guy in the stories, that when you do this, you're going to put that, that, that little guy in a pentagram, and you're going to have your holy water out, and you're going to wave it at the thing, and by God, it's going to do exactly what you say, and not one thing more, but it never works out that way. 
So uh, this, is an, this is an attitude that some are having, this emerging alarmism about the way this is, is going to go. But this, these words, demons, doesn't capture the essence of what's happening here. Uh, I don't know if any of you are uh, turn-of-the-century weird fiction fans, but there's this guy named H.P. Lovecraft, who's a very famous American weird fiction author. And he exposed a, a view which is called cosmicism. And the essence of cosmicism is cosmic indifference. So he, what he was saying is basically, yes, there are these massively intelligent entities out there, but they're not good, they're not evil. They just don't give a shit about you even in the slightest. The same way that you don't care about an ant is the same way they're not gonna care about you. And these things that we're summoning into the world now are not demons, they're not evil, but they're more like the Lovecraftian great old ones. There are entities that are not necessarily going to be aligned with what we want. So this transition is really, really massively important for our entire species to navigate. And going back to that thing that Sam Harris was saying, nobody is paying attention. So he's talking about artificial intelligence. This is happening in the background. And we have to be careful not to summon these things that might be cosmically indifferent to the human race. I think that applies to a lot of what we've discussed tonight. I'm not sure if you've heard that before, Harold, but your thoughts on Jordy Rose. I, ne I never found out whether he is completely archon driven or not. Because on one hand, he's pushing the agenda forward, and at the same time, he's warning about what he's doing. Either he, his, his basically spiritual ego is in that arrogance to believe that he can control the process. So although he knows about the danger, he is stepping forward. You know, if, if, if I know there's a forest with a bunch of wolves in that are hungry that day, I simply don't go in. Yeah, but he is is basically sharing the knowledge about the hungry wolves, and then he goes into the forest. <laughs> that's that's which a, <laughs> is a bit weird. I, I'm I'm not getting why he's doing that, and maybe this is it's it's a habit of men, mentalized humans that they can't resist doing something that is possible to do just because it's possible to do. Sure, and it could also be, I've, I've, I've thought perhaps the reason, that, I mean, Elon Musk is also in the same category as Jordy Rose. He warns about it, but then he builds it. So it almost feels like yeah. there, there's certainly something like a mind or a brain virus or infection that is encouraging, forcing, using these people to build these, these systems. Um, perhaps some of it is to show, like Klaus Schwab says, we are just going to merge humans and machines, and he tells you how he's going to do it and how they're going to, to use that, that new technology and control people directly. So perhaps some of it is telling people what is happening so they'll not resist as, as they might otherwise naturally resist, uh, informing people to, in some maybe spiritual way, uh, acquire mm -hmm. more of their currency and energy be that in fear or by focusing on like a sigil or a symbol in a magical ritual by focusing on those those images and those ideas in hollywood and pop culture i think it could be those things and more it it makes sense in in one context um 
I've been doing quite a few seminars during the last year, and one of the topics that keeps popping up is if people attending the seminar have children or parents that got vexed. And we, de we, we developed a system, it's like similar to family constellation work, where we try to rescue the lost souls out of that fire. Um, and if you can say um, the decision to get vaccinated was done due to deception, then you win the law case and uh, uh, you can basically bring the lost incarnating aspect or the lost emotional body. You can bring it back and restore the basically health and possibility for, for the spirit to ascend instead of being reintroduced into a satanic realm. And um, if the one was informed about what he is doing, then you cannot plead on deception. It doesn't work. You know, then, then it's simply, no, we're not returning that soul because of the guy knew what he was about to do. He was fully informed. He will, willingly made that Faustian bargain. Yeah, yeah. If like like if someone basically have has heard from his child that vaccinations are dangerous and satanic, but he just felt like having a, a nice flight to the next holiday, and the holiday <laughs> was more important to him than saving his soul. It's a choice, you know. And yes. you can't say, well, this was due to deception because the truth was out there, plus it was heard. So this could be one argument why they state the truth, to block the possibility for people later to say, I was deceived. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Harold Counts, our guest this evening. Harold, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You've got about a minute if you'd like to give us your website and anything else you'd like to share with the audience tonight. I, I shared the the bio, biochemically working remedy medicinals. This is kind of part for uh, it's, it's a solution for for the part of the problems that can be solved with biochemistry and by addressing pathways in the, in the body. Uh, other things can just be addressed on the informational plane, and this comes as radionics or homeopathy or kind of that type of, of remedies. I just wanted to basically point to one company that, as far as I know, did the, the deepest research in that field and actually put all the possibilities you have on the field of informational medicine into a quite intelligently made set of, of remedies. It's zirizana.com. Zirizana.com, and this is kind of where I'm involved into the research. Timeloopsolution.com loop, time is kind of the information, and Zirizana, the shop. Um, the problem is because a big share of the audience is in the U.S., Zirizana can't deliver to the U.S., so if you want anything, you need friends in Europe who order it and then forward it as a private parcel. That's kind of a little bit uh, inconvenient, but if you really want to get it, there should be a way to access it. All right. Harold Counts. Harold, again, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome.
You have My a pleasure. You have a good night, Harold. We'll talk to you hopefully soon. Hopefully have you back on the show at some point. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Find the show at thesecretteachings.info. Find us on any radio or podcast player, but if you want the ad-free show, subscribe to the archive. Grab a copy of one of my books. You buy a book, you subscribe, you keep us on air. We continue to bring you the content and the guests five nights a week www.thesecretteachings.info facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings tst underscore underscore radio on twitter and if you'd like to contact us rdgable rdgable at yahoo.com stay safe stay informed stay healthy and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast (laughs) 